At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hello, it's Oral Hygiene. It's where we talk about educational films, experimental films, caught films. I think it's the first time in a while we've hit educational. We're having a um, computer double feature today. The idea was this is going to be two episodes, but I watched them, you know, one night, one, one night, the other. And I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to, like, separate these in my mind and talk about them one at a time. Um, okay. So, right, I was gonna, Counterpoint. Sorry. I, you absolutely could, because these are two very different films. They are, but when you watch them like late at night, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. Well, they <laughs> we'll, they're very we'll, different we'll films about, on the macro we'll, scale. But. We'll talk about them in a little bit, bit by bit. But I was just like making two out of these was going to break my brain, so they're one now. I Hi, understand. I'm Matt. That's Mark. Hi. Mark's already talking. Hi, I'm already talking. I'm Mark. Quote already talking. Quote Malik. Yes, talking about the ultimate machine. Sorry, that doesn't work as well as the ultimate computer. Okay. The ultimate <laughs> machines. That's good. <laughs> um, computers, tools for people, better than people who are tools. What is that, just Satan? or? Yeah, that actually is the name of the preset. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, it was satanic enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you are right, as in, obviously, the ultimate machine is a kind of the 70s look at computers right with computers tools for people being the the 80s look but when you watch them back to back they do kind of fit together i think well spoiler i mean they do fit together in chronological order the spoiler is that is that the first film um at the end it turns out that it was a scare film the whole time Right, with a young Ralph <laughs> Nader, and uh, we're already slaves in the Matrix. It's kind of a <laughs> yeah, pretty weird claim in 1975. Running pictures of humans through the punch card machines and punching holes in the picture of a baby. <laughs> and then the second film is like, you can use computers. Look at these people using computers. You can also use computers. Look, these kids made our end credits. Okay. So it's like, it's almost like it's a great, they go together really well because it's like, you could tell that by the 80s, we had just all agreed to not worry about computers anymore. Yeah, it's, I know I've told this story on a podcast before, but it's like my um, my German high school German teacher who kept, because he was lazy, kept showing us Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, and we'd see the rise, and then he'd forget the next day, and we wouldn't watch the fall, and then like a month later, he put the rise on again. So we just kept watching the rise of the third Reich, which would be the first movie in this. With, was that uh, the, the same fall. teacher who was racist? <clears throat> no. Okay. Just he wondering. Just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he just forgot about. He just forgot when things fell a lot. Well, he didn't look like this character, but he did act and talk like Mr. Garrison from South Park. He did have the voice. And this okay. was like two years before South Park even came out when when I had him. So, mm. <laughs> okay, kids, we're going we're going to watch a movie. It's a it's about the Nazis. He, he I mean, he wasn't like actually German. You know, he was German teacher. 
Hey, hey, kids. Today we are going to talk about the Nazi. I'm trying to do like Mr. Garrison is a German. I can't do it. Well, I did have German German teachers too, and they were scarier. And I don't think I ever had a teacher. I guess I just had a French teacher as a white woman the whole time. Okay. So I, no, this. Uh, what, what was my um my my last German teacher? By that point, unfortunately, I was such a German stooge. German stooge. It doesn't sound right. I sucked so hard at the class that I never got along that well with the guy. I'd given up on German, but apparently, he was actually a good uh-huh. teacher. Which is, but yeah, you, he comes. What was his name? Uh, Uwe. You know that we already know we're oh. in Germany when you talk oh, about yeah. Uwe. <laughs> did he, did he uh, was he from a wealthy family and then later on like made a bunch of movies with money laundering no nah, his last name was Neuhaus. Uh, <laughs> but that would have been awesome if my teacher had been uve ball yes <laughs> have you guys done podcasts about any of those films i've never watched any of his films me neither <laughs> it's i mean it's kind of like something you tend to avoid i mean we're here watching you know archival computer films so what what are we to say but <laughs> these are probably better okay um do you want to what if this does block out an hour of time on tv what does the tv guide say for our computer hour computers they help people or Die. do they <laughs> or do they <laughs> yes they do they could be in your home they could i'm now this is already too long isn't it i i never wrote tv guides Hmm. Well, now you have a career to aspire to. Thirty turtles. That's your. That's yep. your synopsis. Okay, Thirty turtles. It, was it turtles? But the the turtles yep. were just like like dots, green dots. Yeah, I think it was a word for sprite. It probably yeah. is a word for a sprite that moves in a certain direction. Because <laughs> aren't they birds? Once they render them, you know, it was a bird that kid flipping off the camera. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, yeah, I definitely noticed that. <laughs> but because um, I get accused for because in Japan, nobody really cares, right? If it's you flip not, off the camera, if you flip the bird, it's not like a thing people tend to know. So hmm. um, and I've gotten to the point where I'm teaching where I have a storybook and I, I've been using my middle finger to point. So especially when, I, when my daughter is a little younger, I was reading books. She's like, stop doing that. But it's just like once <laughs> once the once the um, the offensive factors out the window you know it's it's actually a good pointing finger i remember teachers doing that when i was in class as a child and because i'm smart i was just like oh i guess they uh just use that to point no i did have anything more of it really i did have a six-year-old at christmas who certainly knew what it was because they're shooting a video for the parents because they used to have the parents used to watch because of covid they just make a video right Mm -hmm. and uh there's the kid you're smiling with glee double barreling middle fingers shouting merry christmas <laughs> i was like that, that's nice. that's fantastic yeah i was like i could say something but i want to go to lunch so because <laughs> 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 then we'd have to do it again right <laughs> mm. also it's amazing so you yeah, i don't want to i don't want to step on that kid's you know youthful exuberance yeah i do, I do in class when he's being a, a prick but at that moment i didn't so nobody's going to look back on it several years from now and be like, I can't believe they allowed us to do, you know, it's, that's not going to, it's not going to yeah. get l- less acceptable. So I guess I'll just spit out my general observations um, here and there where I notice things. Uh, I guess I'm, I'll start with the second one since it's the one I just watched, but uh, they have their electric oh, eye, backwards? which was, yeah, 
All right. The the electric eye was extremely howl looking. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, and it was the uh, the giant hard drive that was in the grocery store was like looked like a cheese wheel. It was weird, <laughs> and it was that was very odd. I never thought about that. Well, I mean, you know, my my dad was a programmer at that uh, company in the eighties, and I, and I do remember their computer room was you know kind of insane because it's several large tape machines, and then it, it's mm-hmm. kept down to like fifty degrees. Mm-hmm. So it's like super cold in there. Well, for an indoor place. <laughs> I coincidentally yesterday went to the uh, computer museum in Roswell, Georgia. Saw a bunch of gigantic supercomputers. All right, supercomputer. Um, supercomputer. Yeah, that's obviously not what either that's of how, these films is about at all. But that's how you make the credits at the end of Computers Tools for People with a supercomputer. I think they just used an Apple II or something. Yes, they didn't did. They? Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> with an upgraded card in it, so you could have thirty turtles. Yeah. yeah. But but you know, it's just you look at these things and they're gigantic things, and you're like, oh, it had eight k of memory or something like that. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. At first, you're like, I can't believe someone donated this, and then you're like, oh, this is just a useless giant thing. So that's why they donated it. Nobody's going to use this for anything. <laughs> um, then there's that guy who looks like a geeky Kurt Cobain. I thought that was fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> guy, the, the artist, that's what yeah. he was. Artist, right? Computer. No, he's a programmer. Um, programmer. No, no, the artist was uh, after that, I think. Um, but I just thought, it, you know, especially the cardigan sweater thing he was wearing definitely sealed the deal. So. Oh, yeah. He made models. That's it. Yeah. So I guess that's in a way an artist. But but later they showed the guy who was well, they said he was an artist, but he was just he like, just was drawing like colored lines over each other. It was like, <laughs> wow, cool. I I can't in my head canon, I want to believe that he was just intentionally not drawing anything good so that nobody who saw the film would copy whatever he was working on. So he's just like, Yeah, here you go. Here's like a red line and orange line. Oh, see, I thought his name was given just as David M because his art blows and he wanted to stay somewhat anonymous. <laughs> it could just be they took somebody from the crew and was like, okay, you're going to be an artist in this scene. You just go and <laughs> load this art program. That's probably the more likely explanation. Around this time is when they start showing you how to like debug and stuff. And I was just thinking mm-hmm. of my own process, more creative, I guess, than do- working with computers. So I guess you do have to debug computers. But I'm like, isn't it easier just to start over? No. I'm thinking of like, like complicated it is not. logic. What, what if it's like a complicated logic puzzle and, you, and you've gotten quite a bit down the road and you realize you've made an error? It's, it's easier at that point just to start over, right? No, it isn't. Okay, it is for me. It isn't because if you're writing code from scratch, it's not easier to start over because you've got like this whole framework where the program operates and chances are if you're debugging and you're finding a problem, it's just one, it's like a typo. It's not like I have functionally made this program an unusable pile of garbage. I have to throw all of it out. I guess that's the little sliver of meaning that uh, uh, is, yeah, that's different than programming because I'm thinking more of a like, again like music or a logic puzzle sort of idea where you kind of you know you find one piece that doesn't fit it's really like it's not a typo right you made a of a, mistake a logical mistake somewhere in the past and that's harder to find i mean haven't you ever taken a song and changed 
been like this isn't working and you change one thing and then it works uh sometimes that but sometimes it's been like there's no way the song is going to work unless it's like about you know five beats per minute faster which means i have to start over well yeah sometimes i've thrown more out than i have not thrown out but <laughs> sometimes you just sometimes it's just a little thing that you're missing yeah, yeah that happens too so with but with programming it's more likely that you have a typo or that you because you have to remember all these rules you have to remember syntaxes like sometimes you put a bracket on one side of something and no bracket on the other side and it makes the whole thing unusable like it's usually not something that is just completely crippling the whole thing mm. okay yeah, yeah okay. from so my I'm... limited experience that's right. a, that's the asterisk there is that for my limited programming experience, it's just very limited. Um, <clears throat> well, my, no, coding my coding experience is like Antics magazine in the 80s and just typing the programs that were in the magazine and then saving them to an old, a very old school floppy. So. Didn't, didn't you ever have to like go over the whole thing and find the typo because the thing didn't work? Probably. <laughs> I definitely had to do that in the 80s and it made me yeah. really mad. Well, in that case, it's also not creative. You're just copying, right? So yeah, that that's case, probably yeah, why do I stopped doing it. It's <laughs> probably why I stopped doing it because probably the the idea is that when you're typing it in, you are mentally processing what everything does while you're typing it in, but you're probably not because you're just putting so you're just mindlessly typing it in. At least I don't learn like that. I'm sure some people do. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, that's like composers would in the past learned that way where they would just copy out like you know other people's scores until they got it yeah i've never been uh good at like that i i don't know i've like copied i took chunks of websites and built other websites out of them but like that's just plagiarism that's not yeah. like i wasn't you know <laughs> i wasn't learning anything at that process it was just like i save myself some time and just build a basic thing to hang a bunch of words on Although there's the actual visual component if you're copying a score, right? Because you're seeing the intervals between notes and, you know, you're subconsciously like getting all that in, right? I so guess so. kind of a second nature. Whereas if you're coding, I mean, that's not really going to happen. So I don't know. Since I'm like so self-taught and learned how to play by ear and all that stuff, it's like doing things visually doesn't necessarily make any difference to me. Like I don't. Well, you before we hit the record for the show you were talking about how making music you are like you know like like putting the notes in a grid or a pattern right whereas um, it's so true that's where, so that's you doing that whereas i don't have the uh, patience for it but <laughs> if i look at somebody else's grid i can't like see it and immediately think oh that that does that exactly mm -hmm. what that does it's yeah. like if i if that makes any sense like i'm putting it in sometimes i just go to the grid and i put something in a place in the grid and it's in the wrong place and I have to nudge it to the right place like it's, right. it's in the right note but I would think someone that's really well you know um, who knows coding very well knows a computer language very well can just look and kind of see that a bit right probably yeah I don't know it's a, it's a movie uh, Amadeus with Saliari just looks at the score and knows what it sounds like because that's his job I thought his job was murder 
And that's probably not actually the case, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I want to believe that he merged. I want to believe that Mozart was. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I get goes. that. I get that. But um, it seems his main his main um crime is just blandness. <laughs> uh, I'm no fun. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a crime? Writing doll music, not bad. I mean, doll. It was fine for the time. It just it didn't transcend its time, right? Yeah, most stuff doesn't. I mean, have you ever looked at an old newspaper and looked at movie times? Like, there's one from the month I was born that I have, and it's like Star Wars, and then like eight things I've absolutely never heard of in my life. <laughs> oh, try like me. Think, I'm, I'm an, I've got savant movie knowledge. <laughs> well, I don't have it right in front of me, but you know, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, you if you go back to Oscar winners, you can find stuff where I'm like, I, I've never heard of this. And then Oscar you find winner. the movie that well, it's um in 1967, I guess. Uh, Good Vibrations and Strawberry Fields Forever lost out on the Grammy to Winchester Cathedral, I believe, or something like that. Hmm. I don't it's know what like, that is. Exactly, that's my point. <laughs> was it that? No way. I thought that was my point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that is your point. I'm making your point for you. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see some uh. Oscar best Oscar winners. Do 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 do. I've heard of those. Uh, I've heard of that. Just give me some titles, maybe. I haven't heard of it. Go to the fifties. Do the fifties. I'm I'm through going through the sixties. Okay, well, there's 60s. a man for all seasons. I don't. I think I've heard of that. I've heard the Tom title. Jones. Didn't watch it. Uh, I've heard the title. Didn't watch it. You know, it's just things that look the, boring now, right? The apartment. <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, Marty. Um, I know of it. I didn't watch it. Hmm. I think a Twilight Zone director made that. That's maybe why I just heard it. Gentleman's <laughs> Agreement. Okay, no clue what that is. is these, that's a best. Picture? A reporter pretends to be Jewish in order to cover a story in anti-Semitism and personally discovers the true depths of bigotry and hatred. Uh, nineteen forty-seven. Okay. So best very picture. topical at the time. Yes. The best okay. years of our lives. That's well, the, like, I, is it even fair to go to the forties? I'm like, there's Casablanca, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. But there's lots of great films like, uh, you know, you, you didn't tell me like Hitchcock's Rebecca. That certainly seems worth a Best Picture nom. <laughs> uh, I just I, just I was trying to, to skip stuff that I'm like, I think you know what it is. Oh, uh, what are a few of the ones I know then? I don't know. Ordinary people, chariots of fire, Gandhi, oh, terms 80s. of endearment. Yeah, I'm. I skipped I all these. I still watched like zero of those movies. Yeah, I haven't watched <laughs> Dances with Wolves. I definitely am not going to watch that. Oh, I did see that. Forrest yeah. Gump sucked. And and that was the year with what Pulp Fiction and what else? The Shawshank was that year. A lot of people are still you know raw about that. The crash that wasn't good. Juan. I didn't Not see the good crash. crash. I didn't see either of the crashes. I saw the bad one and the good one, and the bad one was really bad. Which one's better? <laughs> the good one's better. Um, well, let's go back to the seventies then. Yeah, let's I go mean, back to terms... computers. Yeah. Now that we've used computers, now we've seen how destructive computers are, where they can completely take us off track. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, in the future, computers will show you IMDb lists and you will completely lose touch with your computer main podcast. 
Well, uh, I, I was I was wondering what the world would look like if computers still used like Babbage style punch cards. Uh, probably the punch cards would start being 3D printed. Maybe that's what the pyramids were. They were like the zoom of the ancient past, but since they only had like punch card technology, they needed something that big. So you, you can that... phone. So the Egyptians could phone the Mayans, right? But they needed like all that like computing space to make it happen. Do you think that you can make a movie that was like the Fifth Element, but it's like the mystery at the end is just that you can just call somebody another pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> just like all the stuff comes out of the lasers come out of it and it just like hey buddy what's up all the other guy yeah hi wow <laughs> that's it anyway that'd be cool okay anyway giant, we we do have smaller computers um although here when they say it's a small computer it still takes up a room that's fun um <laughs> yeah the computers the, uh, are much first... smaller in the second film than in the first film yeah, which was one of my first notes for a second. But um, what well, the first commercially available computer, I believe, was the Altair, which basically gave you a blinking light you could control. Mm. It didn't have a monitor. Well, that's very useful. I think it basically was like a controllable blinking light. But I mean, 19 early 70s, I guess that's impressive. I don't know. It's like it's like the clapper, except you have to use a keyboard. I'm not. Are you are you looking up the altar? Um, you, you yeah, look, it looks pretty big. I mean, it looks like I don't know, double the size of or triple the size of like a a large like ATX tower. What can um, you do with it? Does it do anything other than blink a light at you? Because I've never been able <laughs> to figure it out. Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Wait. It's based on an Intel any. What does it do? I mean, it was a hobbyist machine. It. That is one of the Why would it not hook up to a monitor? <laughs> I don't understand this. But you know, I'm searching the Wikipedia page for the word monitor, and it's not. There's no results. That's my whole point. I don't understand the point of that computer, other than it's in you know hobbyist electronic magazines of the 70s, and it looks cool. It's basically like a pet rock for you know early computer it, guys. Okay, so. It does have a display. They later developed a video display board for it, but the later. original one had a 14-digit display. <laughs> I guess you can do some math as a calculator. Wait. Oh, no, no, no. This is a calculator. This is a different okay. thing. It's so like the, the Alt- predecessor for it. I'm so confused. So the altar does nothing basically <laughs> why would it do nothing why would you buy this it blinks a light because you're a hobbyist and you're like oh i got like i got microprocessors in my house now i guess i'm straight up gonna look on youtube i bet there's footage of it yeah yeah Altair um, computer what what was the computer john Titor came back in time for uh who john Titor. you never heard the john that again Titor story uh, he was a guy that came back to time in a car, but like not as mm-hmm. quickly as Marty McFly. It took a while for the car to make it back. And he was looking like in the future, like like all the um, infrastructure, you know, power plants stuff were failing. And they and all the code is based on original 70s code. And so the only way to fix it is to go back to the source and get an original, which they didn't have in the future. So I had to come to the past. Oh, my God. So and, wait, um, and what year did he go to? Uh, I don't quite remember, but um, he was all over um, like Usenet boards or something around the year two thousand two thousand one. 
mm-hmm. people are like interacting with him and talking to him. And apparently he said he moved in with his family and was taking care of himself. Wow. Okay. Um, and uh, there's an anime, Steins Gate, which is con- it's based on the concept. It's, it's based sort of based on the John Titor story. Have you seen Steins Gate? So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I yeah look not. at. Uh, you, actually, okay. I, okay. What'd you? Okay, I'm looking at it hooked up to a display. Someone is typing, and there is a display. The, <laughs> so, but the, the, it didn't it hooks up to a, a monitor. But not. I think you had to. I think you had to hook a monitor up to it, but like. Well, I had to do it with my Atari 800XL. You took the TV up to it, right? Yeah. I mean, this you still so took a PlayStation 5 up to a TV, I think. Is that what you do with a PlayStation 5? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, but I think that, I don't think this had, like, no display. I think that it had to display. Or okay, you could but, hook it up to a display. Okay. So it's at least like a glorified <laughs> calculator. No, I mean, I think it's a computer that's actually a computer. Okay. It's just in some kind of primordial 70s state that, like, we can't quite comprehend these days, I think. I mean, it just took us, what, five minutes to even get our heads around it slightly. I'm just, like, shotgunning all this information about this. I guess it did have a bunch of red LEDs. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I guess it printed things out. What is a uh, paper tape reader for storage, additional RAM cards? Uh, what and a it was, nightmare. It was still better than the ones they set, put on Apollo, too, probably. But now, actually, it would have been about the same, right? Because this is like the mid-70s commercial tech, and that would have been like 60s like NASA tech. So maybe, it, maybe it's on an even keel. I don't know. Still not saying much, but... Yeah, I want to say that when I was in elementary school, there was a thing where two of the Apple twos had like color displays or they had like four colors. And I remember like fighting with kids over who's going to use those. Cause you want to see the Oregon trail in color, right? Yeah. I want to see those four colors that the Oregon trail has. It was insane. It was insane. Right. Yeah. I remember cause I went to a geeky school for geeks. Right. So I remember at first mm-hmm. we were playing chess at lunch and then slowly moved over to the Oregon trail. Cause that's way more fun. I mean, yeah, it's mostly more fun. I don't know. Chess can be fun. I expected to see the Oregon Trail in the second video, which we did not. So, I think that Oregon Trail was out at that point, but it didn't really get popular until the late 80s. That might be true. Oh, Carmen Sandiego, that was, of course, on them as well. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. trying to think of what we would have been playing at school. I feel like I was playing Carmen Sandiego at church, though, for some reason. I guess it's just like, you what? know, whatever the kids. I don't, it's a, I don't not, or maybe I was just talking to kids about it. I don't remember, but I definitely, yeah. I don't think that my, any churches that I ever went to had computers. I, I know there was one that my dad, it was like my dad's church where they'd have an arcade sometimes in the basement. They would like rent arcade games for their like little festivals, and I would just go into hide and play arcade games for. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I played um, Bad Dudes there. There's some bad nothing dudes says, there. yeah, nothing says church like bad dudes versus dragon ninja. <laughs> they use the word um, geometrical. I don't think that's a word. Am I wrong? I don't know. But it could. That's why I'm asking. But anyway, that's when they're showing the early CGI stuff, right? 
and I'm like, oh, this is not nearly as cool as the analog synth bleeps that are accompanying it. So, I mean, Wicked Wiktionary says that geometrical, comparative, more geometrical, superlative, most geometrical. Okay, of, I guess or relating to geometry. Well, I guess the computer guy's smarter than me, though. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I still think that you're opening yourself up to sounding like an idiot if you say it, and you probably shouldn't. Yeah, that's too late. I already said it. <laughs> anyway, I'm just yeah, saying and I... the other guy who said it is probably dead now. So, right. Um, any other thoughts you want to throw on that first one? Oh, yeah, that it, you said it was kind of a bait and switch, was it? it like, it's yeah, because like... at the end it was like computers have all your information, and then you know, ah, they, and then it's like Ralph do. Nader. Ralph Nader says, "Don't don't trust him." Which well, is, is I guess as hell. everyone's collecting data except for the CIA, of course, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> think did even did people even. Yeah, I guess people didn't even really think about the CIA all that much back then. It's more like they're more worried about communists. But well, well, uh, their scare <laughs> film stuff at the end is kind of correct, you know, like it's privacy. it's disturbingly correct. It's incredibly <laughs> accurate. So. It's like, oh, privacy is disappearing. You think about privacy disappearing in like 1975? Mm. Like, oh, man. So we're already slaves of the Matrix is the uh, the, the bottom line. And he, Yeah, and he also, at, up top, he's sort of like, nothing has caused more fear or hope or confusion than the computer. That's Some people say it was sent by the angels, and some people say it's a tool of Satan. It's like, he's <laughs> literally just, you know... Well, you know, in movies and things, we always see the computers or the robots like kind of take over all at once. But what mm -hmm. if it's just like a slow burn? Like in the past couple of weeks, like my phone's just occasionally been randomly calling people that I'm not calling. Wait, what? Like, are you my sure you're not just sitting on it? You know, I'm like walking and it's like not being, you know, it shouldn't be. I'm not touching. Yeah, it shouldn't be doing that. So just things like that, you know, things seem glitchier, I feel like. Like five years ago, I feel like things were less glitchy. It's like everything's glitching out. Well, um, the way I see it is that since Moore's Law is basically coming to an end, which you know that Moore's Law is the idea that computer technology will double in speed every year or whatever it is, and that's pretty much just not holding anymore. And I think that Maybe there's basically, an atrophy law now. There's a certain amount of like um, entropy that enters the system from this point. Yeah, and basically I, I assume that companies that are making smartphones are probably completely freaked out because their profits are going to tank if people notice that their iPhone 8 isn't really any better than their iPhone 7 or whatever. Exactly. And, well, uh, I, I told you I'm running a Windows 7 machine here and except for, well, it, it gets a little slow and loggy sometimes because it's old. And mm -hmm. um, if I wanted to play really upscale, cutting edge games, this computer obviously would not cut it. But otherwise, what's the point of, up, you know, of replacing it? Well, the thing is that a lot of software development is optimization. If companies just save money by, let's just say that you have a computer that's twice as fast as a computer you had last time, and uh, to save money, instead of optimizing your software, you're just like, ah, just let it go because the, the, the phone's twice as fast as the last one, so they won't notice that there are problems with it. And say that just keeps happening. Yeah. I think that's sort of where we are right now is that there's like a weird 
uh, dysfunction with software development. That's where the John Titor story comes back in. Like he's supposed, you know, like, like, oh, we can't fix our computers because we need the original code, which we don't have anymore. Like, like there's a certain point where you would have to kind of start over again, you know? Like if everything well, if through, you can't different, debug it. If you have different architecture or like things like, um, what was it? I think Saints Row 2 where they couldn't do a remaster for a long time because they lost the code, but then someone found it. Mm, so and then it was like story, one guy working on remastering it and i think he just died so that project's on hold now right so if you wanted to make finish that game you'd have to send someone back in time well i mean if you don't have the files that's different it's different <laughs> if you don't have the files than if you're like if there's a an error in the files you know it's okay like, well, why what are you going to go back in time for uh exploitation movies probably uh the ones that were lost which yeah. decade 70s okay you want to go to the 70s ones. and watch yeah watch just smutty garbage some big in a, in a theater in a disgusting theater in new york and hope i don't get murdered but if i do get murdered i'll just be like it was worth going back in time and then the guy who murdered me would just be like what happened that guy must dude? have been on some serious some kind of miracle drug well hopefully the person who killed me would just go insane and then jump off a bridge because screw them for killing me mm. that's a, that's a reasonable sentiment i think um any final yeah, I, I literally i have literally in my in my head that like if anyone just randomly murders me that i'm going to like try and get as close to them to their face as possible while i die just to like mess with them for the rest of their life <laughs> like anybody is welcome to steal that idea if you want well they say when you murder someone you also murder yourself the person that you were that'd be pretty cool well that's i mean i mean for that for me if oh. they murder themselves if I get randomly murdered, I'm not murdering anybody. I'm just talking about if, some, if someone murders me. No, I'm saying they're psychologically murdering, murdering the person they were. That person's gone. Good. Now, now they've killed. That person Mach sucked. Machete kills. Yeah, Machete kills his past self. That's the next. No, please don't make that. <laughs> <laughs> Danny needs a job. Uh <laughs> I think he has. I think he's pretty comfortable, but. Yeah, mm. I, well, I don't know, but you kind of assume, you know, you never really know. He makes tacos. That's cool. He has a healthy taco business. I want some tacos. I bought a bunch of taco mix yesterday, but it's old El Paso because that's all you can get in Japan. Uh, it was on we sale literally there. have, we have Mexican catering at my job and sometimes they just make tacos. They also yeah. made really good sushi. Mm. They can do anything. Okay. That's a magic kitchen. Uh, Shout out to the Magic Kitchen. I, I I guess I still have some witty notes I could read, but basically I think I'm I'm done on this movie. So uh, if you got a final thought, throw it out. <laughs> um, well, my final thought is that I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and it's um, there's a society we're going through this massive depression hangover thing where computers advanced tremendously for about thirty years and then just stopped advancing, and it's literally never going to happen again. We're never going to jump. Even between these two films, we're never going to have a jump in tech that's like that much. We'll never go from Pac-Man to Street Fighter 2 ever again. So I think there's sort of a weird sadness hanging over all of us. But, you know, we lived through that part. 
that point in time. So better to just look back on it and be like, wow, I was alive when this, when the computer went from having a red dot to uh, making credits for a film. There could be undiscovered technologies though, you know, vibrational I, technologies more in the quantum there there could be i think I quantum mean, computers are a scam i don't think anybody even knows how they work i think that they'll be useful for a couple of niche things but i don't think that i don't think quantum computing is going to make you have a way better like cell phone ever oh they're going to bring the old ones into our reality what they're going to bring the old ones into our reality lovecraft's old ones Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the old computers, and I was like, "Wait, what? You're saying that they're going to use the quantum computers to bring like the the computers from the seventies into now? That's that's going to solve something." Eniac <laughs> is back. Every everyone's smartphone just teleports like a supercomputer on top of them, crushing them, and then that, that's how they take over. You've been crayed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, the trajectory of these two films, like you said, is interesting because it's generally like i look at all this cool stuff but the end of the first one goes all dystopian on us which i i guess that's why we it was probably best to talk about them backwards right i mean we did it that's I mean, what happened <laughs> i mean I, that, that, I, I definitely that wasn't yeah. my reasoning but i think it worked out well that way yeah i, I would, did i mean my main reasoning was well my notes are on the second film now and i'm too lazy to scroll <laughs> up <laughs> just to let everyone I, know I mean, did you notice that in the first film there was a there was a part where there was like all those kids in a barn with computers, and one of the computers said "Off Wiedersehen" in huge giant letters. Ah, I was just like, ah, it's gonna kill everyone. (laughs) Uh, Oh, also, light pens are cool. Bring back light pens, but not in the movie theater. Those suck. No, no. Wait, (laughs) there were light there were light pens in movie theaters. There was, I think it was around maybe around the mid two thousands when people were bringing those laser pointers to oh movie theaters. yeah no but this is like that's more of like a vector thing like did people you know stop I mean? doing that that's more virtual boy yeah <laughs> honestly dude I went to see Jaws in three D and there were a bunch of little kids there and they mostly shut up I thought you said that. I thought you were gonna be like they mostly shut no. themselves <laughs> <laughs> maybe. One of them was like, there was a point when a corpse popped out of the water, and one of them was like, ah! And I was just like, yes, that kid is scarred, that rules. Uh, I, I I know I mentioned on this on several podcasts, but I was I was gleeful as a father when um when when um Scatman Crothers takes in The Shining, when my wife screamed and my daughter just started giggling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, as for this podcast, it's Oral Hygiene. It's Oral Hygiene Pod on Twitter and Facebook. You can contact us there if you done feel like it. Uh, you can support us monetarily on Patreon with Podcastio Podcastius, where you'll also find us talking about sci fi films and Matt and Luke sci fi. Thank you, Larry. Uh, the Twilight Zone and Time Enough podcast. And you'll find some video game ones about Pokemon, Monster Hunter, and gaming people on a game game show um you, you're you're still having like what you're still having post-traumatic stress syndrome over your um project. stun runner let's just say go to stunrunner at bandcap.com maybe there's something there okay i'm i am attempting to refocus mm. okay well as the march of progress goes on let's compute ourselves does not compute 
Mm. Yeah, as well said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means does not compute. Did you advance the film strip? <laughs>